Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. This morning, I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Numbers chapter 13, verses 26 through 30. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought word back to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Have you ever come to a crossroads in your life? where you had a very important decision to make and you gathered all the information that you could, you carefully did your research about how you were going to proceed. Maybe it's a a large purchase, like the purchasing of a house or the purchasing of a vehicle. You do a lot of research on what a good rate is for a loan, what uh, the best vehicle to buy is, where the best place to look is. Maybe you even get a a report on the, the, the house that you're looking at buying. You have somebody inspect it make sure that everything is good and in order in it. You do a lot of research before you make a very important decision or you spend a lot of money and effort in something in a way like that. Well, here in Numbers chapter 13, the children of Israel are at somewhat of a crossroads as well, and they're on a gathering, uh, an information gathering mission as well. You see, we are after the time of the Exodus. The ten plagues have taken place. The children of Israel crossed the Red Sea. They went down to Mount Sinai. They received the uh, instructions from God about how to uh, build the uh, tabernacle. Uh, the Ten Commandments were given by God. The laws about how they were to interact with one another was given. And now they're making their way up to Canaan, the promised land that God had said that he would uh, give to them uh, as they left Canaan, that God had made that promise way back during the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, some 400 years earlier. So they're making their way back to this land that God had promised to give them. And in, at this time, they sent out 12 spies, 12 men who were meant to gather information about this land to which they were headed. And as we read in our, our section here, uh, most of the men who went up and did this scouting, they, they saw how amazing the land was. They said it was flowing with milk and honey. It's very rich. Uh, there's wonderful fruit in the land. It took two men to carry the cluster of grapes that they brought down from that land. Um, but they also said that the people who dwell in the land are strong and the cities are fortified and large. The Amalekites and the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, these, these enemies and these great powerful uh, uh, nations who are there with very large fortified cities. And two of the spies, Caleb, and then also we know the other one is Joshua, encouraged the people, well, let's go up and, and take it. Whereas the other 10 said, this land is too dangerous for us. The people are too strong and the cities are too strong for us to take it. And so they were given conflicting information. 10 of the spies said it's too dangerous. Two of the spies said, let's go take it as the Lord has promised. And so the children of Israel balked. 
They decided, they, they complained against God. They said, Lord, why have you brought us up here just to have us die at the hands of our enemies? After all they'd seen of God in Egypt, across the Red Sea, on Mount Sinai, now they're doubting God. Now they don't think God's going to have the strength or the power to be able to do what, what needs to be done for them. And of course, if we go forward in history, we know what's going to happen. Uh, God knocked down the walls of Jericho. God blessed the hand of uh, the children of Israel as they went and conquered the land of Canaan that he had promised to give them. And he was with them and, and indeed did give them the land uh, as he had promised. And so at this moment, the children of Israel have a moment of, do we trust God? Do we trust his promises? Or are we going to doubt? And how often do we find ourselves in these situations too, where we know the promises of God, promises that he will be with us, that he will continue to strengthen us through life's weary way, that he will continue to be our ever-present guide and help as we remain faithful to him and as we abide in his word. And yet so often we doubt, so often we wonder, can God really help me through this situation? After all, look at these enemies. The, the cities are fortified. They're very large. Look how powerful our enemies are. Look how influential our enemies are. Look how, uh, how much anger and hatred they have towards us because of who we are and the things we believe. And yet uh, the words of Caleb, I think, are good reminders for all of us. He says, let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And why are we able to overcome it? Not because of who we are, not because of the strength of our hands, not because we're so uh, intelligent or strong or wise, but rather because of who our God is. Our God has promised to bless us even when our enemies seem to over seek to overwhelm us. We know that we'll be able to overcome it. Why? Because what Jesus did. Jesus says, I say all these things to give you peace in the world and do not fear, for I have overcome the world. In John chapter 16, he says, I have overcome the the world. He has defeated our worst enemies, the enemies of sin, death, and the devil. He has conquered them through his work on the cross, through his perfect life, through his resurrection. And because of that, uh, that victory that he has won is now ours. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not victory in terms of battle and, and enemies and conquering land like the children of Israel did all those years ago, but most importantly over our spiritual enemies. God has conquered them through Christ, and because of that, we have confidence that eternal life is ours, that we know what comes next for us, that is eternal life in Jesus Christ. So thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Thanks be to God who gives us encouragement along life's way. And we pray that God would continue to uh, give us wisdom and strength when we come to these very important decisions, we come to a crossroads, and we have a time where we have a choice whether we are going to trust God or not. May God encourage us to be able to trust in him as he continues to lead us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. A number of weekly updates and reminders for you today. Uh, our online midweek Bible class remains on hold as we wait for the Lenten season to uh, uh, play out. So tonight, uh, again, we'll be continuing our midweek Lenten series on the theme, Amazing Grace. Uh, the hymn, Amazing Grace, was written by John Newton 250 years ago. A uh, wonderful hymn that uh, encourages us in the great love that our Savior uh, Jesus has for us as revealed in the cross. Uh, and so we've been looking week by week at different li the lives of different individuals uh, in Holy Scripture. We started with John Newton himself, uh, but today we continue with the Apostle Paul. And of course, the amazing grace that God worked in his life. Pastor George Dubin is coming over from uh, Eagle Lake in order to preach that service for us and to encourage us today. So it's at 2 p.m. 
and 6 p.m. Hope you can join us for one of those. Uh, this uh, next week, uh, I'll be preaching. Uh, we'll be doing uh, considering the theme of the woman at the well from John chapter four. Uh, this woman who uh, who Jesus met and told we're told that he met he uh, told her everything that she ever had had ever done. She said so. We'll we'll be considering that. Uh, this coming weekend is arts camp, so things may look a little different around church as you uh, come to church this weekend. Um, but keep so please keep that in mind. We have quite a few extra children in our church. Uh, just for that weekend, for that purpose. Uh, Sunday morning, we'll be doing a Sunday school skit uh, in that Sunday school hour. Uh, so Bible class will meet in its normal time downstairs, and uh, the Sunday school skit will take place in the gym. Uh, coming up next weekend, uh, next Friday, is the Kindergarten Roundup. Uh, we have quite a few students uh, enrolling already for next year, but if you know of anybody who's looking for a kindergarten next year, please encourage them to attend, send them an invitation, share with them the information so they can come and uh, join us. The kindergartners have been working very hard to prepare for songs and, and Bible readings and so forth, so it uh, should be a good time. Uh, that same weekend, uh, next weekend, we are having a name tag weekend at church. We do this once in a while in order to encourage one another and remind each other of, you know, we, we all know our fa- the faces, but uh, sometimes having the name to those faces can be hard. So if there's somebody that you really can never remember their name, that would be the weekend to go up to them and uh, take a look at their name tag and make sure you know who they are. So we'll also be having a little fellowship hour following service <clears throat> on April 2nd. Uh, that's Palm Sunday, by the way, uh, in the church basement. So you can bring a treat, share some coffee, and chit-chat with your church family uh, before going home. Again, that's Sunday, April 2nd, uh, that same name tag weekend, April 1st and 2nd. Hope to see you there. Uh, and that will lead us into Holy Week. So just a note on our Holy Week schedule, Monday, Thursday, uh, and Good Friday are, are uh, going to be April uh, 6th and 7th, uh, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, we'll have both of those 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. services. Monday, Thursday, we will have a uh, uh, communion service in connection with that, and Good Friday, we'll have the 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. as well with the uh, sermon on the penitent thief. And then uh, we'll conclude our Amazing Grace theme study on Easter sunrise. That 7 a.m. service, we'll be considering the Amazing Grace in the life of Mary Magdalene, of course, who was the first one to see Jesus after he rose from the dead. Uh, and then we'll have a regular Easter Easter uh, schedule as well, Saturday night, 6 p.m. Easter service, and then Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Easter service. We'll also have that Easter breakfast uh, in between the sunrise at 7 and the regular service at 10. So we look forward to, to those uh, wonderful celebrations of the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, prayer list for today. Uh, this past week, uh, our oldest member of our congregation, Jean Mori, celebrated her 102nd birthday. So we uh, pray on behalf of Jean and thank God that uh, he has given her such a, a wonderful long life and that he continue to bless her during her, all of her remaining days as well. Uh, we thank God on behalf of Daryl Holzinger, uh, who had a heart uh, pacemaker replacement put in last Thursday. And then uh, that was done successfully and uh, also for... Ken Strand, who was in the hospital with COVID last weekend, uh, he's returned home since then as well, so we thank God for that. Um, we continue to pray for Norma Carlson, John Hine, Carrie Dale, and Mavis Anderson, all of whom uh, are dealing with uh, cancer diagnoses and are, are receiving treatment for those, so we pray that God would continue to bless each one of them. And finally, we continue to keep Pastor Neil Radical in our prayers. Uh, many of you have heard, no doubt, that he suffered a, a heart attack a week and a half ago last Sunday and uh, uh, is now at home recovering from that. Uh, I'm told he has no permanent damage and that uh, he should be able to make a full recovery as he 
uh, works on his diet and exercise and uh, things he can do to get heart healthy. So we, we thank God for preserving his life through that situation and pray that God would continue to uh, strengthen him uh, with his holy word and with the encouragement as well as his family who obviously uh, had a, have a huff, tough, difficult time with all this going on as well. So we keep all of them in our, in our thoughts and prayers. We also keep in our prayers Mr. Gene Schreier. Uh, this past week, Gene was hospitalized with uh, COVID. Uh, his health deteriorated, and now he has returned home on hospice care. I've been over there a couple times to see Gene, uh, and he has not been eating, not been drinking, so it seems as though the Lord is preparing to take Gene home. Uh, so we keep the whole Schreier family in our prayers at this time. And that brings us to our senior spotlight. Uh, we were doing this, the wisdom of Solomon's Proverbs. We've con- concluded our study of that. Um, so the next 10 uh, weeks or so, we are going to be taking, uh, having an interview with our different seniors here at Emmanuel, uh, just to share who they are. Today we are going to be uh, listening to an interview with uh, Rick Thockwath, who was the first one to volunteer to interview, and here's what that sounded like. All right, this is the first of our senior interviews this year, uh, our graduating class of 2023 here at Emmanuel. I'm joined today by Rick. Rick, nice to see you. How are you today? I'm good. Good. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you for volunteering your time. And I think it's a fun way for our listeners to kind of get to know some of the people who've been around here for a long time. You've been a student here for for quite some time, and uh, uh, it's good for people to hear your voice and get to know you a little bit, even if they, you know, don't see you on a regular basis. So... Our first question is, what is your full name? Full name is Rick Nidang Thakwath. So Nidang, what is, do you know, what does Nidang mean? The Nai means girl and the Dang means moon. Moon, oh really? Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. Very good. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Rick. Who are you? Um, I am a senior at Emanuel Lutheran School. Been going here since fourth grade. Okay. Don't miss me. Yeah, so eight years now, is that right? I think nine years. Nine years, okay, wow, okay. Did you move here, or where, where, what were you doing before fourth grade? Before fourth grade, I was in, I lived in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh. And then we just moved here, I guess. Okay, you moved here, and that's when, that's when all the, you all, your whole family really joined the school right away. Yeah. Okay, very nice. Oh, we're very, we're very happy that you've been here for nine years. Uh, any hobbies that you have, Rick, that you enjoy doing you'd like to share with us? Before... I used to read a lot. Like, I have many books on oh. my phone and in person. Okay. And then I have this habit of daydreaming, which oh. takes up a lot of my time. Oh, really? Okay. What do you? What kind of things do you daydream about? Just shows I've seen or just things that can happen. Okay. Just like more of my imagination. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot, a lot of people today, they just sit on their cell phones or their computers and they, they need to be fed imagination and to be able to use your brain to actually imagine things that's a a rare a rarer talent today than it maybe it used to be very cool i like that uh we already kind of covered this but how long have you attended emmanuel since fourth grade yeah awesome nine years um what kind of activities did you like to participate in while you're here at emmanuel just regular school classes and then i also joined volleyball in ninth grade then i was also a counselor for arts camp Oh, okay. Last year. Last yeah. year. Are you doing that this year or not? Mm-mm. Too busy this year? Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. Very good. Uh, do you have a job that you're working at right now, Rick? Yeah, I'm a cook at a nursing home in North Mankato. Okay. And how much do you do that? How much do you work a week? About like 18 hours only on the weekends. Oh, okay. Okay. That's important to make money, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how was Emmanuel helpful to your high school career? Uh, I believe it helped me grow as an individual. And I learned a lot of things from being here. 
Yeah. What? What? You want to expand on that a little bit? What do you think? Just classes like education, yeah. things, and personal, and how to grow with other people. Yeah. And especially with my faith, that's definitely something I've grew with. Awesome. That's good to hear. Um, how about? Do you have any problems you run into while you're in school here? How did you overcome those kind of difficulties along the way? Well, school has been has been a big thing for me because it's like my whole life. Just yeah. Going to school. Yeah. And I have usually have problems with procrastinating not getting things done on time. Mm. I usually yeah. just pray about it. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what what'd you do? You just pray about it or just get it done. Yeah, okay. Definitely pray, especially this year. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Very good. Uh, do you have any advice or suggestions for improving the high school experience for those students who will be coming after you? So I always encourage uh, the whole high school to listen to this podcast. So if you're, if you're a high school student, here's some advice from Rick. How about that? <laughs> Um, definitely don't waste your time. There's a lot of things you can be doing instead of nothing. Mm-hmm. And definitely enjoy it, too, because it goes by really fast. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because so often you can find yourself just doing nothing for a long time, and it's like, what did I really accomplish there? Yeah. <laughs> that's that procrastinating idea you kind of said, right? So, mm-hmm. And you only get high school once, right? You know, you only get these four years one time. Unless you repeat it. That's true. Yeah, unless you fail it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, if you could start school over again, what would you do differently? I would definitely join volleyball a lot sooner. Oh, yeah? Because I only had like three years of it. Okay. And yeah. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so you said you joined ninth grade? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I skipped 10th grade. Oh, okay. 11 and 12th. You really enjoyed it, though. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. Good. One word, Rick, one word to describe yourself. Uh, a lot of people would think I'm nonchalant, and I believe that's definitely true. Yeah, nonchalant, kind of easygoing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Uh, what are you doing after this year, uh, Rick? What's your plan following your graduation? De- definitely this summer I'll be going working more, and I'll definitely enjoy time outside because I'm always indoors, usually in the summers. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll be going to South Central. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay. To pursue an engineering degree. Engineering, very good. I did two years of engineering before I switched paths and became a pastor, but that's awesome. Good for you. What kind of engineering do you do you know yet? Or kind of technical or mechanical. Awesome. Oh, okay, very cool. But very I'm kind of cool. interested in chemistry too, so I'm kind of confused. Oh, yeah. Or stuck. That's okay. Cool. Well, the the nice thing is you can kind of take some of those generals classes first, right, and kind mm-hmm. of get an idea of maybe what direction you want to go whether it's chemistry or or uh, uh, engineering and yeah hopefully the way that you like those classes will help you kind of guide you a little bit mm-hmm. for sure very cool so what kind of things do you like to do in the summer outside usually it was just reading or watching tv or being on my phone okay yeah awesome but it'll definitely change this year yeah it'll be nice it's been a long winter mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll be i'm excited to go outside too i don't like it <laughs> me neither i'm done with it i'm ready for ready for warmer weather yeah where do you see yourself in five to ten years? In different states and countries. Really? You want to travel? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Especially in the beach type areas where there's nature and water. Cool. Cool. Uh, I have a brother who's traveling through South America right now, and that's well, he's not to South America yet, but he will be, and he's been doing a lot of beaches and stuff like that too. So, yeah, very cool. Why? What? Uh, what kind of? What kind of uh, other states? The things you want to see? I definitely want to go to Florida and visit Disney World. Oh, cool. And, like, that's my childhood, so I want to see it. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, next question is kind of a deeper one. What does Emmanuel mean to you? You know, you, even, you said 
my whole life is school. You've been here for nine years. You've been coming here five days a week for, yeah. you know, what does Manual mean to you? You know, I practically grew up here, so yeah. like, it's a part of me. It's mm-hmm. definitely something I can... You can always kind of lean back on. Yeah, and the connections I built with people here. Yeah. Like, that's nice, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, very good. Well, hey, appreciate your time today, Rick. Uh, blessings on your future, and we're excited to see where the Lord leads you and see how things go for you in the future. And, you know, even though you're graduating here at Emmanuel, obviously, you know, we're still your family and love to see you around still. And, you know, uh, please always feel free to come back and visit the school, the church, and, you know, we want to uh, wish you all the best. So thank you, Rick. All right, thank you. And we look forward to getting to know uh, more of our seniors as our year rolls on. Our hymn of the day today we'll wrap up with is hymn 152 in the Red Hymnal. When o'er my sins I sorrow, Lord, I will look to thee, and hence my comfort borrow that thou wast slain for me. Yea, Lord, thy precious blood was spilt for me, O most unworthy, to take away my guilt. O what a marvelous offering! Behold, the Master spares his servants and their suffering, and grief for them he bears. God stoopeth from his throne on high for me, his guilty creature, and deigns as man to die. My manifold transgression henceforth can harm me none, since Jesus' bloody passion for me God's grace hath won. His precious blood my debts hath paid, of hell and all its torments I am no more afraid. Therefore I will forever give glory unto thee, O Jesus' loving Savior, for what thou didst for me. I'll spend my breath in song and praise for thy sad cry, thy sufferings, thy wrongs, thy guiltless death. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.